Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, it's a rare time in wrestling when everything clicks and the timing is just right. This is not one of those times. CM Punk is trying to relive the summer of Punk to a T, complete with an MJF pipe bomb. Cody Rhodes puts on a Hell in a Cell performance for the ages and Edge meets his judgment day. In fact, the only thing that did go right is that you, the listener, are right here this week for the 295th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAttic Radio, and it starts right now. Midnight Music. Shit, what a bit. There's a lot of just headlines after headlines in wrestling this week. Like, it is, there's a lot. There's I a like, how? Lot of how, Cody? How? How, I dude? How. I, I was like, I was like, damn, that's a lot of makeup. <laughs> Honestly, that was my first thought, too. And I was like, wait, that's not makeup. No, that, that's no, that's, not that, I was like, I was like, midway through the match. Oh, it got worse. It's it's a darker yeah. color. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty There's bad. some red in there. Yeah, because it started bleeding again. <laughs> like, for God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode 295, the most impeccable timing that we have ever had. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T, Will Tarashak, DK Murphy. At some point, will be joining us, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, like we said, we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be a straightforward show because literally this past week in wrestling, from the time we got off uh, <laughs> last week, to the time that we are talking right now, it has just been headline after headline after headline, and it's all wild. <laughs> it is all absolutely wild stuff um, that happened. So let, let's let's not waste too much more time, and let's actually just get into it right now. So the first thing uh, that we talked about, the thing that we really hyped on uh, this past week was the fact that, you know, CM Punk was the AEW World Champion and was this giant thing, <laughs> and not even a week later, he lost his title. But before we get to that, I do want to do a quick, quick promo to our trans, uh, Protect Trans Lives uh, fundraiser that we are doing um, in honor of K. Murphy, obviously, not in honor of K. Murphy, but K. Murphy uh, found this National uh, Center for Transgender Equality. You see the logo there up if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Uh, we are selling those shirts, those shirts are live right now. The links uh, to our merchandise are in the description below. We are selling them for the entire month of, of June, Pride Month. Um, all proceeds will be going, 100% of the proceeds from the sales of these shirts. There's a tie-dye shirt, uh, there's a there's a unisex shirt, there's a women's women's body v-neck shirt, and there are tank tops as well. Um, all the proceeds from both sales of both shirts will be going to the National Center uh, for Transgender Equality. So please help us out and uh, donate to a great cause. And as I was saying about CM Punk, we should probably donate to CM Punk's uh, health fund because breaking news as of like, what was it, Saturday it came out? Friday. Friday <clears throat> On Rampage, out. like 200,000 people saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and they all got it wrong. They all said he's vacating the title, which he isn't. Mm-hmm. So, there, CM Punk is injured and out indefinitely, and then he'll be na- they'll be naming the interim AEW World Champion to be crowned at Forbidden Door due to CM Punk's injury. We don't exactly know what the injury is. I haven't seen, I haven't heard anybody injury. I've, I'm assuming it's something towards his foot. Uh, or I, 
I, I couldn't completely share, but I I saw this on Twitter, and the first person I texted was well, and I go, he didn't even last a fucking week. <laughs> yeah, that is such a bummer. It's it's just such a bummer. Honestly, my first thought was, you know, this might be at work. But it's like, oh wait, they announced the main event with what's his face, uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. It's like, no, this is very much real. But yeah. then I was thinking, when did he get hurt? Mm-hmm. Like when? Where he was in his six man tag on Dynamite, like that same mm-hmm. night. So it could have been there. He had a, he had a few more botches. But it's like when when did he get hurt? What is it? And it's it's very confusing because in that MJF promo which we're gonna get to, Punk also came he limped down to the ring and chased off MJF. Yeah. Once cameras went off, he Once did cameras start went hobbling, off. hobbling so, down to the ring. What's going on? When is he hurt? And uh when are we gonna have MJF kissing Punk goodbye? Wow. <laughs> this is literally a summer of Punk and AEW at this point. Because because what happened? Punk won the title and then he had to go away. Remember remember that in WWE? This <laughs> is almost the same thing verbatim, except it wasn't an injury; it was over a contract dispute. Yeah. It was also a very much real thing. Um, and then they had to name it interim champion. Like hopefully AEW does the summer of Punk better because summer of Punk was supposed to be this monumental thing, and it wasn't. Be that as it may, I, AW- I really I really hope. Uh, Rey Mysterio wins the tournament, and in the same night, John Cena beats Cena him. comes back. <laughs> Cena is coming back at the end of Dude. June. All right, quick sideberg. When that happens in 2011, when Punk like won the title and left, yeah. and they had that tournament on Raw, I was so happy Rey Mysterio won because I was a huge Rey Mysterio fan, and yeah. I want him to win something so bad. And then as he's up against John Cena, I'm like, well, that didn't last too long. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it so early, and I was so upset. I was so a, upset. A lot of people were very, very, very upset. Uh, but here's AEW's press release from June 4th. We're saying during AEW's live broadcast of Rampage, uh, AEW World Champion CM Punk announced that due to injury, he would be out of action indefinitely. However, he would not be relinquishing the AEW World Championship following this development. Uh, President and GM Tony Khan announced the AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator Series. How about just a tournament to name the Interim World Champion? Whatever. (laughs) Did I call it the Uh, Owen Hart? Oh, wait. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. Uh, It's going to be getting this one, so it started right now on AEW Dynamite. It's a multi-stage Eliminator series, so pay attention to all the details because it is going to get a little bit confusing. Part one, an exciting battle royal featuring many of our top contenders in AEW will open the broadcast of AEW Dynamite, which is happening right now. All right, pause. Um, I, I, I already have a problem. All right? Don't ever call it an exciting battle royal. <laughs> all right? Like, no one really thinks battle royals are exciting unless it's a Royal Rumble. Also, uh, we tell you it's exciting. You don't tell us. That's not how. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So the winner of the battle royal will will advance to compete in the main event. That same night, this is part number two. That same night, the winner of the battle royal will meet former AEW World Champion and number one ranked John Moxley in an eliminator match in the main event of Dynamite. With the winner advancing to compete for the interim AEW World Championship at Forbidden Door on June 26th uh, from the United Center in Chicago. So that's the that's the AEW side of things. Dude, I wish being ranked number one actually meant something. <laughs> All right, Ricky, yeah. Rick, I'm going to ask you, who are the mm-hmm. top five in AEW right now? 
Because I didn't even know Moxley was number one. I obviously did not know Moxley was number one either. I didn't know Moxley was number one before they just randomly announced, oh, by the way, he's number one. Remember, he's in a tag team. Yeah, he's in the, uh, the, the British Fight Club <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's like Regal's kid. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> How are you in a tag team and a number one singles wrestler? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, so does a champion count as number one? Is the champion just like the champion spot? No, like a champion's a champion. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Like the champ's above number one because he's a champ. Because he's a champ. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I mean, Hangman is probably in there, even though he lost. Like, why isn't Hangman number one? Yeah. How come like, he doesn't get like an automatic shot at this? Like, do, yeah. Like, like t- typically, a former champ becomes number one. Like when Ningano beat the fuck out of Stipe the second in the second fight. He went down. Yeah. He went back. He just went down to number one. With anything, yeah. number two. Why isn't your champion the number one contender or ranked yeah. number one? He was just the champ. Sorry, dude. Or you officially got three. your. You're in number nine. <laughs> you <laughs> lost. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know. Okay. So then, here's the second part of this tournament, if you want to call it a tournament. Meanwhile, on June 12th, during NJPW's Dominion, which is pretty much their SummerSlam, um. Event from Osaka Joe Hall. Highly decorated NJPW stars and longtime rivals Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, and Hiroku Goto will face off in an eliminator match for the interim AEW World Championship with the winner also advancing to Forbidden Door on June 26. The winner of AEW's June 8th eliminator match will face the winner of NJPW's June 12th, Tanahashi versus Goto, eliminated a match in the main event of Forbidden Door on June 26th to crown the interim AEW World Champion. Here's more. After the AEW World Champion, CM Punk is medically cleared to compete. The winner of the AEW Interim World Championship Series will face CM Punk in an AEW World Championship unification match. Uh, why... First off, why is this in a giant press release? Like, why couldn't this? You could have just you, announced this. You could have just announced this literally, like on on TV. And why is it so con? Tony, 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 Tony. You need a Bruce Pritchard, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Did 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 Big Show not tell you ma- silly? They need a general manager to run Dynamite. Like not like, for real though. Yeah. Like, dude, you like honestly, it kind of surprised me because you have all these WWE legends back there, like a Big Show, a Mark Henry. A Taz, a JR. Seriously, JR did everything backstage. Shabani, like Bischoff has been in and out. You know, you got now you got Regal there. I who who is who is advising it's and this is a weird thing to pick on AEW for. I I, I granted, I understand that. Yeah. But it's just this they, I I watch wrestling for the business end more than anything now, which is what I've learned over the past year or so. And this is just like you, you this just seems like it's a bad way to run a company. It's just confusing. Yeah, it, it's 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 hard to believe with so many resources at your disposal. Who willingly came over after you talking to them? How you do not use them to be like, how do we make this product better? What, like, or something that be like, what do you know, or what what do you think we can improve on? On um, I would do it on like a weekly basis. Oh, Kavita, to answer your question in the chat, they're the same color. <laughs> so that's that's a problem. <laughs> well, well yeah. I, I feel all right. I feel pretty good right now. So this is the sativa. 
Yeah, so it, it it still blows my mind. Essentially, what you have here is a fatal is a not a fatal four way, uh, a final four with a play in game. Uh, the play in game being the fine. battle royal. Like, well, yeah. Once it's on TV, I bet it's gonna make sense. It's probably gonna be great because the thing with AEW is their on screen part is always phenomenal and their matches yeah. are always terrific. Uh, yeah. But Ricky, a, a few months ago, you said the line that stuck with me. Forever, and anytime I watch AEW, I can't not think it. And that's the Adam, the Adam Cole vacation tour. <laughs> like I, yeah. I feel Adam like Cole's on vacation. <laughs> I, I feel like that's most of the people on that roster that mm-hmm. aren't that like aren't wrestlers, with the exception of Adam Cole. Like Regal yeah. vacation tour, Taz vacation tour, Jr. is this. He's a it's a working vacation, <laughs> but like yeah. um. Who else? Like Mark Henry, big show. Vacation. Big vacation. Yeah, it's just a giant vacation tour. Even Christian. I'll even put Christian as a vacation tour. He's just a dude, he's paid like three million dollars to talk in this stand with giant a dinosaur. That's that's his job. That's a vacation. Yeah. Like he had his moment where he wrestled a lot, so that was great. But still, it's like it's 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 just a AEW is just a great vacation destination for like all these former WWE guys with who who are are seasoned veterans. Yeah. I'm I'm, an exception for Athena, Rio, uh, Ruby, excuse me, uh, Keith Lee, and Swerve. Yeah, who are trying to make a name for themselves. Congratulations to Keith Lee and Swerve. Even though they did not win, I heard they put on a great performance. They did. Uh, they they yeah. fit very well together. They're fun. You know, so essentially what you have here is, like I said, a semifinal with a play-in. John Moxley's already in the semis. You can, you're getting a battle royal winner to face John Moxley tonight. And then the other half of that semifinals is the NJPW Dominion, which, by the way, finally something AEW did for another, pro, for another program to get you to watch Dominion. This it makes you want to watch Dominion now. Like, it's no, time it doesn't. Moxley's Okay, maybe it doesn't for well. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, MJF just ripped into like the you pretend watch NJPW. That I did, I laughed so hard because that's like most people. <laughs> yes, we do have. We do also have breaking news for show, so Kay will not be joining us uh, tonight. So Kay, Kay is stepping out. So we we will we'll check in with Kay a little bit later. But we do uh, hope that they're feeling a little bit better. So it's just gonna be uh, just me and Willie T for the rest of the show. Listen to Lincoln Park, Kay. It always works for me. Okay, that works. Post Malone, too. Post Malone came out of a new album. That's always very depressing. Dude, so. actually, I, I I found a new song I'm obsessed with. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, it's like it's it's one of those random things Spotify suggested to me. <laughs> oh, like, dude, it's incredible. You seem like you're down. All right, Let's all right, play this. All right. no, 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 not even that. Okay, so here's the story. So <laughs> I have a bunch of playlists on my on that I, that I go through the rotation. Everyone's out of rotation. Of so course. One of them is my Pokemon playlist, which is okay. which is it's literally just dude. I gotta send you this picture, this image from this this playlist. It's literally just all the Pokemon music from like the games, and mm-hmm. then like Pokemon Lo-Fi. Um, but I, I I accidentally put it to um. Shuffle Bros, like the, the playlist radio station. Oh, okay. And I was a little disappointed, but I got this song called Chemical Plant Zone by this guy named Probe. And like, you know, do you, do you Spotify or Apple? Uh, I have both. So, right, so you know like Spotify has like, they have like this, like the, the little images on like the background, like you play a song. It's, yeah. like a, it's a looping one. It's just Sonic playing video games with beats on. That's the image. And I have listened to this song probably 20 times in the past two days. That's amazing. So it got me in a zone. I totally forgot why I brought up this story. 
But uh, I don't know. People pretending to watch NGPW news. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But I'll, I'll play. I'll, I'm gonna upload it to my mixer and play it during breaks. It's gonna be phenomenal. Yeah, we'll we'll play it. We'll play it a little right, bit later. So, yeah, let's. Yeah, so that's the AW World Interim World Championship Eliminator Series, aka the Summer Punk. So we will see what will happen. This, but what a blow! Like th- your draw was going to be AW World Champion CM Punk headlines a pay per view in Chicago with NJPW. Now you've lost that essentially. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 a big bummer. But I mean, like I was just like, oh, this is a big blow for AEW. This sucks. I mean, which it does, you know, it's their champion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, bruh, that roster is so deep. You could put that belt on so many people. The internet will jizz themselves just as hard. Yeah, but it's not punk in Chicago, though. No, but I mean, it's it's it sucks. But I don't. You can, you, I understand you can make a workaround. Yeah, I think they'll bounce back from this in a few weeks. This will be forgotten. Let's hope. Let's hope. Dude, uh, all so they let's... gotta do is bring Kenny back. Like that. That's. That's all it they could, got. That's all they got to do. Kenny could be the Joker right now. Fred hasn't said anything yet, so who knows? Um, let's go to Hell in a Cell real quick, which was out of Chicago. And say what you want, and I say a lot about the All State Arena, how fucking shitty it is. That crowd's amazing. Every yeah, they were, they were great. Time. Every fucking time, loved Hell in a Cell. Um, Mustafa Ali over like Rover as the hometown boy. Also, very they love Bobby in the Midwest. Oh like yeah, Bobby dude. Lashley. They yeah. Like, oh yeah. What? <laughs> well, dude, you're right. Like, I I watched the entrance closely, and I was just like, mm-hmm. did you? This this entrance is honestly, it might be the best entrance we see week to week, week to week right now. Other than Romans, because Romans is slow and methodic and sexy. But yeah, other than Romans, I do think Bobby Lashley is the best entrance because they give him all the pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And remember how if, like if, like when they first started doing this like this 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 uh the three D rendering over the screens of oh, the Almighty stuff yeah, yeah. And it was just like it it took them a while it took them faster than I thought they would but Bobby's is where they got it it looks yeah phenomenal yeah phenomenal Oscar's masks looked cool too Oscar's mask was really fun yeah but <laughs> but like they're getting better and that adds so much more to your product. Yeah. Because Bobby Lashley is such a presence, and I forgot who won. Yeah, Bobby Bobby won the, the, the handicap match. Thank he, God, dude. Almost he won is and then he, he, took a, he took a replica title, WWE uh, title from somebody in the crowd and put it in the air. I was like, oh, he's calling the shot. Good. I like it. Split up a fucking title. Oh, then, oh. And then Cody gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, that's what we're going to talk about first, because my, my lord... Look at that. Look at that injury. <laughs> Dude, I was shocked. Shocked. Cause I didn't I was like, oh, yeah. he tore, I was I was like, oh, he tore a peck, you know, that sucks. But I I didn't expect it to look like that. Uh, that's what a torn peck looks. So here's here's my thing leading into this. There was talk about Cody might have injured himself, but he was still going to wrestle. And then they said officially on the pre-show of Hell in the Cell. He had injured himself initially during the Rollins thing. It was a slightly, you know, torn pack. And then working out throughout the week, he completely tore off his pack. But yet he's still going to wrestle. So in my in my mind, as a as a, I guess I would call myself a, an educated criti- criticizer of WWE, I was like, oh, they're just embellishing this shit to get your baby face that much more over. And I believe that all the way up until he took off 
his jacket. What 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 and, what, what sold it for me was when he did the whoa like on the ramp. He only and did he couldn't raise his he hand. He only did one arm. I was just like, uh oh. I was like, oh, he's <laughs> fucked. I mean, he's actually fucked up. But yeah, I didn't. I did not expect this. And uh, do you know who David Goggins is? I do not know who David so Goggins. Is. David, Go- look him up. He's a psychopath. Uh-huh. Um, but his his whole his whole mantra is like he's one of those super fitness freaks and like his 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 idea is like conquer your inner bitch. Yeah. Like uh you're struggling, good, good four in the morning, do push-ups, do a smoothie shake. So his whole thing is conquer your inner bitch. Okay. And let me just say, Cody Rhodes didn't just conquer his inner bitch. He is now telling his inner bitch to conquer their inner bitch. <laughs> That's how fucking it, tough this guy is. This, like, if you, it is hard for as as much as, as a huge, as a very infamous, not infamous, as a very popular Chicago crowd for wrestling events, as a Chicago crowd is, Cody took off his, his jacket and they were fucking, like, they didn't know what to believe. Like, they didn't know what to think of this. And I didn't know what to think of this. Because I was like, how? Let me explain to you. The Joker was fucking on Jurati. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just right at the end there. Exactly. Let me explain to you how much you're torn, how, what a torn pack, a torn pack completely off the bone, by the way. I want you guys to put your hands, if you're watching, if you're listening, put your hands on one of your packs. Right now, I put it like it's like you know, like it's your, it's your you know, chest muscle, right? It's pretty much your chest muscle. It's like you know, hand over your heart when you're doing like yeah. you know, suiting and stuff. Oh, look, look at that titty though. Yeah, right. And now just try to do anything that you would normally do, like just yeah. It hurts. Feel, yeah, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> try like try to type, try to get up. You are always using your pectoral muscle. The fact that Cody doesn't have one <laughs> and went through a wrestling match. It's like he tore it. I'm like, where'd it go? (laughs) I I see it. It's black and blue and purple and red and magenta. But like, where'd it go? It's like, what is that? What does that actually mean? Like you, you, you tore you when you tear something like that, you tear a peck. What happens to it? Cause it's, it's off the bone. Correct. So So is it, it's like floating there. So it's like, so it's like, so let's see. So this is a chicken bone, right? The meat is the muscle. Right. So his muscle's completely off. It's like someone tearing their calf muscle all the way off your bone. Right, but is is it? But it's still there, though. I guess it needs to be reattached. It's essentially like rolled up. It might have to be reattached. Yes. All right. So it's just like it's kind of scrunched up in the fetal position somewhere in your chest. Somewhere, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and bleeding Je- everywhere. Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. so all that color, all that bruising, is just internal bleeding. That's internal bleeding. Yes. So how do they like stop that? You. Jones, I, I, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't. I, I don't want to say either way how you do it, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. The, the good thing going for Cody is, is that, which is crazy to say, was that he tore it completely off his bone, so like you couldn't injure it anymore, no matter what he did. Okay. <laughs> you know In that I mean? case, if it, if it can't get worse, yeah. Because my other thing was, I was just like, okay. WWE is a publicly traded company. We say that a lot on the show. Yeah. Uh, they're very corporate. We say that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the fuck did this slide? 
Like here's how here's, here's, how did this how is this allowed to happen? And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done like shame on them. I'm just shocked that it actually. I'm happy it happened. Like I'm happy he's yeah. okay. And he came out on Raw, but I'm su- I'm, su- I'm surprised that someone let this happen. It was really funny. He came out on Raw, and my girlfriend was like, "Why is he not home? Why yeah. is he not home?" Seriously, like, what are you doing here? Like, how to sell, dude? I'm glad he did. Cause like, listen, you got. You got to take one for the team because otherwise this card is awful and everyone's going to get their money back and it's going to be a disaster. Like, Cody, mm-hmm. Cody fucking took one for the team. And yeah. I 100% believe him when he said this is 100% his decision. Like, I don't I'm doubt say, that. Yeah. He went, he, uh, as when the cameras were off, he addressed the crowd and said, this was 100% his call. He was not coerced into continuing to perform. Because let's, let's, let's take a look back at people who have torn their back. Let's say, oh, I don't know, John fucking Cena. John Cena tore his back and was gone. Did not wrestle at all until he made that surprise recovery uh, at the 2008 Rumble at the yeah. Garden. Yeah. When he came back. But he he was not, he did he like, fuck no, I'm out, <laughs> you know. Let's talk about Superman John Cena. Cody tore his back and said, hell to saw match. All right. No, with that, go. dude, a phenomenal <laughs> yes, hell absolutely. in a cell match. I'm just, I'm a little, I, I'm a little bummed. like what this match could have been. Like, I, I believe they hit all their beats and that's the exact match they're going to do one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But it would have been so much, I mean, it would, obviously it would have been so much better, but like the athleticism and the, the spots and the kickouts, I think the match would have been 10 times better. Maybe not because it was more suspenseful. Um, yeah, no, I I loved it. it but it was, was outstanding. Just, it was outstanding. Yeah, it was it was outstanding. I I mean, if you're not sold on Cody Rhodes as a performer after this, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I really don't know what to tell you. Yeah, dude, he conquered his inner bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but we do have to give credit to where credit is due because holy shit, Seth Rollins came out as Dusty, and I said, "Oh my god, he has a death wish." <laughs> yeah, again, like I, I think Cody would have went so hard and brutal on him if he didn't, if he, if he could have. Yeah, but at, it, this this match told a phenomenal story. Like the the bull rope, put it on. It was just everything. The bull rope was a really great twist. I was like, oh shit, we're going bull rope style. Dude, I, like, right. I loved that it. it had a cowbell. It was that was every every strap <laughs> and or Cody kept rigging it. Too. Yeah, every strap or rope match needs a cow. I don't care if it's Caribbean. It needs a strap. It needs a, it needs a cowbell. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Seth, at this point in time, with all the shenanigans he's pulled, he's not even world champion, and he's on the greatest run of his career. Dude, Seth pulling out the toolbox early. <laughs> yeah. I was just like the first thing they pulled from out of the ring was a fucking toolbox. So I was just like, "Wow, what a call! To, what a what a what a wink and nod to the internet on that one." Yeah, um, he is at this point. I would argue that Seth Rollins is an all-time top ten heel. All time? There's not many people that's getting under the skin of all of their opponents quite like Seth is. I don't do this. Some really good heels out there. Can you name ten better than Seth? Right now, yeah. Uh, Hollywood, okay, okay. Hollywood Hogan, ultimate heel. Flair. Okay, when he's healing. Um, you know what? Triple H was a great heel. Oh, uh, like mutton chop trips. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vince. Mr. McMahon, yep. probably like probably like one A if you have Hulk, Hollywood Hulk there too. Uh, who else we got? You're uh, at four. Pi- I'm five. Five is Piper. Okay. Hmm. 
heel. Who else is a great heel? Oh, I'm gonna go Shane Douglas in ECW. Okay. Um, am I at seven? Let me go more. Modern. You're at six, uh, actually. A six. This would be six. Yeah. Uh, Roman. <laughs> Roman's a great <laughs> okay. heel. I'm gonna go Edge. Judgment Day Edge or just Edge? Just uh, opportunist uh, sleazy Edge. edge. Opportunist Edge? Yeah, Opportunist and Sleazy oh, Edge. Oh, rated, rated, rated R, R edge. edge. Yep. Rated R Edge, okay. Uh, Orton. Okay. I fucking need one more. Um, I can easily give you one more. Let me go... You know what? Let me go... Uh, Bret Hart is a person. No. Um, <laughs> uh, one more, one more, one more. Uh, Undertaker. Ministry of Darkness Taker? Uh, when he first debuted. That was that a heel or was he just yeah, spooky? That was a heel. People were literally terrified of him. But does that make it does that make him a heel or does that make him spooky? Okay, spooky. Okay, fine. How about uh well you guys didn't really talk? Okay, I'm missing one more. I need a tenth one. I can give you two, but you could put a ten. Uh okay, hang on. Oh, Champa. NXT Champa? Yeah. Okay. On the I, I understand that. Who who else am I missing? Oh wait, Jericho. Ah, oh, that was a fucking great heel. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. Yeah, you're so right. You know what? I'm gonna take out uh, uh, I'll take out Triple H for that. And I, I still say the Miz is one of the best ah, heels. Fuck, you're all. right again. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'll take out uh, who else I have in that list? Uh, whatever. He's his honorary member. But I would say most. <laughs> I would say most of us are better than Seth because Seth is just Seth. Because Seth gets cheered. You know what I mean? Like okay, he's a, he's mean, he's a cool heel. Like he is a heel. I'm not saying he's not a heel, mm-hmm. but he's not like detested. He's just a, okay. he's he's annoying, yeah. but he's he's a heel, but he's likable. Yeah, and I respect him because he's doing great work. I wouldn't really call him a great heel. I call him a great entertainer and a great performer. Okay, I'll give you that. And like, I mean, also to have the confidence in Cody to have you go up against Seth for your. First premier couple of matches back in the company. That's a lot of confidence. Yeah, a trio of three different classics. Yeah, di- different style, like, d- unique, different, and classic. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, they put they put on three like Seth put on three classic performances and losses. Hey man, you typically sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get more over you get over more as than losing. And that's just a fact of wrestling. I mean, works for HBK. HBK has a losing record at WrestleMania. Yeah, so does Triple H. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, we got to give credit to where credits due, and that is the Seth Rollins. That motherfucker is on a roll. And then he even attacked. He gave he gave Cody Rhodes his props on Raw, and then decided to still beat the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch Raw. But I did. I did see like the. I did see clips of that. And that's pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, because it, it looked like it was ending on. It was like, oh, all right, good job, Seth. You're gonna be the bigger man. And then he, he came back out with the sledgehammer and beat the shit out of him. I was like, all right, that's one way to take Cody off of TV. Uh, Cody should have gone into surgery today, by the way. So at 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 minimum, he could be back with money in the bank. But that is a giant stretch. Okay, that, that he's got to be on like a he's got to be on like an OA John Cena level of healing. I mean, honestly, dude, like if it can't get more injured, just you know what, fuck it, keep wrestling. Don't even, <laughs> don't even get the surgery. It's, it's this this is your new gimmick, dude. <laughs> One on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's probably hard to because it's probably hard to do other things like you know hold a child because he does have a baby. 
Yeah. 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 Honestly, dude, take your time. You know what I mean? Like, as long yeah. as you, as long as you're back for SummerSlam, that's it's it's not even that. He could potentially miss SummerSlam, maybe. We're talking like four weeks or close to maybe four months. Yeah, what am I talking about? Day. SummerSlam is literally in like two months. It's in like <laughs> it's, it's in months. it's in like ten it's weeks. July thirty first. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's like it's six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Seven weeks. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's Dude, right. Like, you could miss money in the bank, and I get that, and that would suck because you were gonna headline money in the bank. You could you probably also were gonna get a marquee match at SummerSlam, which at this point you fucking deserve. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why they changed it from the stadium. Like, fuck Cody Torres Peck. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna work. They're like yeah. this, and and where's Roman? We don't have a storyline for him. Fuck. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. As long as he's back for the Royal Rumble, everything's gonna be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which no doubt he will be. Yeah, he'll be back for the Rumble. He's getting that surprise return pop. Place is gonna go nuts. It's gonna be a great time. Dude, well, I I, I saw this uh, online today. The rumor is that's gonna be Seth and Cena is the next feud. Cena is coming back. Which you know what? I'm fine with it. Fuck yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's a Joker against Batman again, essentially. Fuck yeah, dude. That's going to be <laughs> such... Everything about that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It is It is, it's so good. And again, props to Seth for that. So let's move on to the other good match. Um, oh, this was the women's triple threat. It started the show, which is... Whoever booked Hell in a Cell did a great job. You had, the two, you had a great match at the beginning. You had a legendary match at the end. You can't go. You can't really do anything better than that. That's that's what you, that's what you gotta do, man. If you have a bad pay per view, fuck it. Just make it a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you start out good and you end you end great. And this triple threat was so fucking good, and it did what it needed to do. It got Bianca over like Rover, even though this wasn't quote the original idea because they were gonna use what Naomi. I like the fact that they had. Uh, Bianca, Becky, and Asuka, your three top stars in Raw, putting on a phenomenal triple threat with everybody. And Becky, to this day, is still one of one of the best professionals ever because when Asuka fired up and then those, like, three spitting back fists, I was like, holy fuck. Not many people can take that and continue walking. Yeah, this, mat- this match was a lot of fun. Uh, like, uh... Jazz loves Bianca Belair. It's like the only wrestler she likes. My that same thing with with my girlfriend. I too. mean, but for <laughs> I mean for good reason, right? She's a fucking yeah. animal, and she's athletic, and she's black, so it helps. Um, yeah. But we were also talking this like did a promo like she's just like I don't like Becky anymore. She's just over <laughs> over that's, that's <laughs> like over the top and annoying. But it's really funny. Because she'll be like, yes, Bianca, kick out. Fucking fuck her up. Kick her back. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Bianca, get back in the ring. Like, it's just, it's, it's just really funny. Like, I go, you know what? You know, it's, it's fake, right? Like, I'm the one telling her that. And it's just, but it's really, it's just, it's just the cutest thing. Watching your, yeah. watching your loved ones watch Bianca Belair. <laughs> it is it is really interesting to see. Like, um, for me, I love Becca. So, like, I think Becca's doing a great job at just being a ridiculous heel. I mean, her, in, just, her <laughs> in-ring work has improved. Yeah. Ten, like, when, when she left, I was like, oh, this she looks like she trained in the ring, like, hard. Not just her yeah. physique. Like, her in-ring stuff is top-notch. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Before and again, congrats to Bianca Belair. We're going to talk about her a little bit later, but Mr. Fretz has broken to us breaking news. And let me read this for you, Will. I'm reading it. <laughs> the All Atlantic title. Yes, AEW is going to have a new title, another singles title. It's called the AEW All Atlantic title. There will be four matches to qualify for a fatal four way at Forbidden Door. It's not a trios title, but okay. So. Let's go through all of AEW's titles. You have the world title. You have the TNT championship. You have the TBS championship. Uh, TBS championship for the women's, TNT championships for the men. Um, you have the women's world championship. You have the tag titles. That's five right there. And now we are going to, we're not including the FTW championship because fuck that shit. <laughs> And now we have the all Atlantic title. Mr. Fretz is comparing it to AW's European title, I guess. I mean, so you're like, we well, might as well call it the, the tri state area belt. <laughs> like, that's like, how many states is that? Like six? The All Atlantic. I mean, you can go up the Atlantic coast. Oh, the I guess. whole. Okay, the All. Okay, I guess the All Atlantic. I guess that's. Well, I guess all the Atlantic, like the whole East Coast. Yeah. Like okay, like Florida to Maine. I guess they ran out of TV TV stations to do. I guess that includes Canada. That I in, guess that includes Europe. I I I don't know. Does it, it includes parts of Africa? So it's <laughs> so I guess it's it's just the world title. Like, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. The All Atlantic Cha- like. Okay, I, I'm glad. I it's, I'm know. glad it's not a trio's title. Right, the trio's title is a fucking stupid idea. No, right? don't do a trio's title. It's Please, for such God's a sake. bad it. idea. It's a good idea if you didn't also have tag titles. Like, All Atlantic includes the Maritimes. I I guess I don't know if it's in the Atlantic Ocean. I guess it counts. Like, ooh, you, you should just call it, well, you can't use European title. I mean, African title, you know, you, you get too much shit for that. Um, the 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 Africa title? And, it put, and they put it on, like, I don't know. Uh, they, they got to put it on. Put it on, like, Jungle Boy. Oh, my God, they put it on Jungle Boy. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine that? <laughs> uh, in the 90s, I could. Sure. In the early two. actually, you know what, two, but pre-2005, I could totally see it happen. You know, no, they put the African title on Jungle Boy, and he has to come out to Africa by Toto every single week. Oh my god! You know what's a shame? A, Tony Khan really my fan fiction. Tony Khan really licensed "Where Is My Mind" to use it for a few months, and then never hear from Orange Cassidy again. My God! How much money that probably cost? A, a ton. A lot. A ton. Yeah, so the AW All Atlantic title, I'll believe it when I see. It. I want to see what this shit fucking looks like. It's gonna be cause... green. How much you want to bet? It's gonna be this, the, the, like the all primary right, color. All right. So, all right, so your world titles are pretty much laced in gold, and season the tag titles has the globe around it, and it's there's a little bit of blue there. Your TBS has red. I mean, your TBS has blue. Your TNT's got reddish in it. So green does make sense. <laughs> green does. That'd be the next color I'd go for, for the All-Atlantic title. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I, like, for some reason, I also think of, like, GFW and, like, that that color green. The glo- Oh, I, yeah, I can see that as well. Or, like, like you know, like, like the green Gatorade green. 
But like, all right, so friends, if you find out, because we're going to continue on the show, but like, what is the criteria? Is there a weight limit for this title? Like, who is this title going for? You know, like. Dude, wrestling needs less belts. All right. That's that. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. I mean, I can see the All Atlantic title being somebody you put on Dark, maybe, or Rampage, and only have a defender there. Like that'd be a cool little stick. Or I don't know. How about you just do a television title that's been sitting there for fucking years, and have whoever you need to build up defend every week with the TV title, which need, is what it was used for. Do you need the like, who? Can you? Could they do that? Or they don't have, do they? Do you need rights to something like that? It is possible that WWE is sitting on the rights to the TV title because they, they when they bought WCW, it is possibly they engulfed the TV title rights. I mean, but like uh, WC, who had the WCW had the TV title first? Yes, and then I'm pretty sure ECW also had one. But what, I don't believe so. But what Paul Heyman would used to say is this: like, how can we never got sued? For using Enter Sandman and um <laughs> and like the the NWA song, he was like, "Listen, ACW wasn't big enough to sue." It's got a point there. He's like, right? So <laughs> <laughs> there was literally He's, you could probably lose money suing ECW, yeah. <laughs> even if you win. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I I don't I don't know, but I'm assuming WWE has the rights to the TV title and they're holding it, which is probably the reason why they had to do the TBS and TNT championships. Because like, oh, we're not gonna name it TV, we're just gonna name it after TV stations, because that's gonna work. But I mean, dude, uh, dude, do, do they sell those? Like, I wanna I wanna go no. I wanna go to a WWE show. With, with a TNT title, like, <laughs> I would be like, dude, what, like, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> why, why would you buy this? <laughs> they don't have a merchandise because they partner with like, um, right, they don't have the their merch- own store. They're with pro wrestling tees. They partner with pro wrestling tees, so they don't have. I mean, which is smart if you want to save money, but they really should open up their own exclusive merchandise store, uh, separate from pro wrestling tees, and start pumping out some shit like they would if, I mean they do sell the replica AW title but it's like it's really hard to find because I don't think they only sold a fair amount of them yeah they didn't sell that many of them you gotta go on like you know some of the some of the independent shops I, and then again <laughs> dude like I know he's a billionaire and everything but like bro how much is all that like, honestly how much do you think it costs to run a store like that with all that I mean, merch. You gotta, you, you gotta have literally a, divi- a merchandise division of your company. Like, dude, AEW, I don't know if you know this, but AEW doesn't make money. Like, Oh, no, yeah, we've talked about that, yeah. I they know, they that. make negative tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, and they're still trying to come up with the video game and all that. So, like, it's, it's a big experiment. Which apparently, <laughs> allegedly, isn't going well. They probably should have scrapped the video game and went with merchandise. Yeah, I think the video game idea was too soon. That's why Kenny's not back, because Kenny's working on a video game. Um, which means Kenny won't be back for a while. Um, but when you want to do a company like that, yeah, I would have focused on in-house merchandise that people can wear, and that would push your product to the masses for people who don't watch wrestling. Where the video game can do that when you're more established. Yeah. Do you think Kenny's, Kenny's going to merge into that Cody role? Probably. Off screen? Probably. Who else is going to do it? Dude, they should, they should probably hire someone. 
Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you on that. They need a, they need a specialist like no one's business. I do like business in this country is it's fucking wild. It's a wild thing. <laughs> yeah, like running a business in this country, like especially on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, like as as like corporations, like how WWE runs their business and how decisions are made. Like I highly I highly encourage you specifically, Ricky. So go mm. listen to Andrew Zarian's Matt Men from like maybe two weeks ago. And okay. he goes like 20 minutes in on about the hierarchy of WWE. Stephanie McMahon specifically. Oh, like her influence specific, on the Specifically, like why she's took that leave of absence. Mm-hmm. And like they left up they left on good terms, but corporately, they just didn't like her vision for the company. And it was just like mm. they, they didn't have faith in her to do what needed to be done on that kind of corporate level, which is the first time that ever happened with Stephanie. Like that's that's not supposed to be a knock on Stephanie. It's not supposed to be an insult on Stephanie. It's just, she wasn't the right fit for that kind of corporate feel they were going for. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's always has a place there. She always has a job there. It's still family, but she just took a step back because like someone already has her job and it's not like a wrestling person. It's just like a corporate person. Yeah. It's wild. And in a few years, that person will be gone. Like corporate, corporate car, companies and culture just shift around every few years. Like yeah. the AEW needs that kind of a wave, someone that just to run their business end of the company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's probably hard for something because like it's her family's business too. So it's kind of like they have a certain numbers that the family's been trying to push out. And then, but corporate's probably telling them something else. And I think, I think that's, I think the McMahon's, that's what they want. I, yeah. I, I think Stephanie was like, that's totally cool with me, man. I'm, I'm speculating here. But I bet Stephanie was like, oh, I welcome that completely. Let's do it. Yeah. And she, I bet she's still going to do her philanthropy thing because that's really what she's good at. Yeah, that, I was watching, like, freaking uh, the USA games for, like, the Special Olympics, and they had, like, powerlifting sponsored by WWE. I was like, oh, Stephanie fucking did that. Probably. Of course, probably. Yeah, yeah it doesn't <laughs> yeah. surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. Like her and Mick Foley, they tag teamed. <laughs> yeah yeah all right so let's let, let's move on uh from Bianca. oh, yeah, Bianca's let's, on the screen <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean we we, we, we side break a little bit but the last time we were on we we missed on the mjf promo and it was the mjf promo was so impactful one of my friends uh shout out to sam who doesn't even watch wrestling regularly immediately texted me the next day said did you hear the mjf promo I was like, you're usually like three minutes fucking late on this shit. Sorry. You know, like how I like how do you how do you know about this and listen to this before I did? Or whatever. And so I listened to the promo and wow. Wow, yeah, we're gonna wow. we're gonna yeah. We're gonna play the he, he starts with the promo saying he is in a lot of pain, like emotional pain and turmoil and he's upset and he takes a jab at the crowd, which rightfully so, he called them out on their shit. He's uh, like, oh, no, you're going to chew me when all you guys are calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I was like, you know what, dude? You are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He called them just a bunch of uneducated marks, blah, blah, blah. And then he zeroed in on TK, Tony Khan, Stop Man Tony, as he called him. And we're going to play... The latter half where he goes on talks about two minutes and some change. So, Will, if you're ready, Let's do I'm it. ready. It's the big man in the back, too. Here's Ooh. something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. 
Do you guys know who the second biggest minute-for-minute draw is in this entire company? Nope, you wish. It's me! It's me! And if you don't believe me, do me a favor. Ask that boy Tony in the back, see what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one! No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots! Hey, hey boss! Would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? The answer's yes. Yeah. See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. Such a good line. I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me. So allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony, I want you to fire me. Tony, don't tell me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark. Fire me. And then they cut. Then they cut his audio when he cursed with his eyes, saying, "Don't count me down." That was him yelling at one of the one of the uh, production assistants. I'm assuming, yeah, telling you you have such and such couple of minutes, and he was not having it. Um, I don't know where to start. He also did start out his promo, which we did not air. He did start out the promo. Uh, with saying that you know there was a lot of big executives in town, it's like it'd be a shame if something went off the rails. Dude, another crazy thing. Commentary didn't mention it at all. Really? Like they the rest of the night, nothing. They did promo he was gonna come out there, mm-hmm. but after that, uh, they came back from break and they showed what happened earlier in the night with like Tanahashi and Punk and everything. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, are you just going to pretend none of that happened? Uh, I don't know what's real here. Uh, I, I'm I'm at a loss as well because, like, <laughs> you, you we've watched wrestling long enough where you can where you can be like, okay, a wrestler's mad on storyline or we're showing emotion for the promo. Eddie Kingston's a master of this, of, like, blurring the lines between what is, like, what is his character and what is him. And Eddie Kingston does a really good job at it. But most of the time, Eddie's in control. And I don't know if MGF was in control here. No, I don't. I think he might have... MJF might have just went straight Miz on SmackDown Live, on live television. He does say this is Maxwell Friedman. Like, he does say this is not MJF, this yeah. is Max Friedman talking. Yeah. I mean, listen. The storyline of MJF wants more money has been teased and hinted at and now is blatant for the past few months, like since the punk feud. Correct. Um, so I think... The idea of MJF wants more money is true. That's true. Him and him and TK 
are disagreeing on a contract. I think MJF wants more money and Tony wants more years, but MJF just wants more money on his existing contract right now. I, something like that. Yeah. Um, so they're making that a storyline. But I truly believe MJF just went off his fucking ray off the rails. Maybe in the beginning it was yeah. it was it was a little more scripted, but he just lost it and went real. That's my yeah. guess. That's my guess. It, they're, working, think, they're working I, themselves into a shoot. It is it is it is highly possible, and it only got worse the more the crowd tried to heckle him because mm-hmm. he hates that shit. Like he I, like if it's a heel or if it's him, he hates that shit, <laughs> and you can tell. Um, and he just, my, like, it, it was, it was back, as like we said a little bit earlier, see, the cameras went off, they cut off his mic, CM Punk tried to come out to be like, yo, what's going on? And he, he walked out on Punk and like went through the crowd, leaving his scarf in the ring. Yeah, he is, he dipped, he's like, fuck this. Yes, and so I thought that was kind of telling, especially now that you told me that they didn't address any of that at all on commentary. Yeah. Which makes me believe that there's something really bad here. Like it, the divide might be a little bit bigger than we think, but hopefully, hopefully, maybe MJF getting all of this out. Maybe now they can come back to the table and talk. Because I mean, they did the same thing with CM Punk and WWE. We're like, you know what? Say whatever you want. You're you're frustrated. Say whatever you want to an extent, and then we'll get back to, you know, contract talks. Yeah. But in this instance, I really don't know, because at the time Punk did his original pipe bomb, WWE is the only, the only show in town. MJF does not have to do shit. MJF can go to Hollywood. He'd probably be a semi-decent actor. Um, and if I'm WWE, after seeing that, I'd be like, get him on the phone. I know he's under contract, but just tell him whatever he wants at this moment. We'll, we are willing to talk to him. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what WWE is responding to this. Like, uh, one, the boys in the back. I want to know what they think about it, if they're watching or if they care. Yeah. Uh, as well as like the because pe- he did take a he did take a shot of the people in the back too. Oh, the pe- the boys in the back in AEW were not happy about this either. Well, yeah, because he said that they. Well, he also accused them of holding him down because he's the young kid. Well, I mean, which is probably true. Probably sure. He's like he's what twenty six. 26, yeah. So they probably, I mean, sure. But also, he's right. He called them out on their on their high spots and star ratings, which is true. You know, that is a problem. I think that is a problem with AEW. It's just, it's more athletics and acrobats and high spots than it is actual storytelling and, like, wrestling and, t- and selling and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and MJF's probably the best one of the best storytellers they have in that company. And it's also true. MJF is better than all the guys coming in. He he just he just is, in my opinion. I think I really think he is the best person they have in that company. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there I mean, there are better workers, but there's no better character than MJF. Than MJF, who can still rest. Like he's, I can't. There's no bad MJF matches. No, and he's he's creative with his matches. Like the match where he was like he he told you what the finish was in his intro. And then he did the finish. Yeah, and he did against Darby. Yeah, yeah, that was, was, his, like, oh, that, was, was that was his. He he means what he says, and he says what he means, and he backs them both. Yeah, backs them both up. 
And so I don't know what happens here. Obviously, we haven't heard anything from Mr. Pretz who's watching. MJF isn't on Dynamite. Will Ospreay is, apparently. So congratulations for Will Ospreay from recovering from that injury from NJPW World Champion. Um, so good to see him on TV. But back to uh, MJF. Like, it's, like bro, you, you think, like, listen, like, if I, was, if I was, like, real talk, I'd just be like, Max, Bobby, let me tell you something. <laughs> you deserve all of the money you want. And I promise you, you're going to get every single penny, it plus like bonuses and shit. Yeah. However, my friend, Mr. Friedman, you signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Like, it is signed. We have agreed, you agreed, that this was going to be your pay from this year to this year. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you compl- like, what do you want here? Like stop being silly. You you knew what well, you knew what could have happened. You knew the risks. And it's not like you can go to arbitration because they're not on a union or anything. So no. it's you're stuck. Like bro, like you sign a con like you sign a contract. Like live up to your contracts. Like I totally agree with you. You are you deserve more money than the people that are getting paid coming in. And it's not fair right now. But you know yeah. what? We're gonna make it fair because of the agreement we signed, which at the time was fair and is still fair. Like your deal is still fair. You're still getting a million dollars. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's worth about four or five million dollars a year, for sure. Yeah, because the potential's there. He the the he's only he's only gonna get better. He's not even wrestler prime right now. Yeah, you and, know he's and, only gonna get better. And you can say, hey, Roman's paid like four or five million dollars. Like, well, Roman's worth seven eight million dollars in my mind, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but it is crazy because also I think yeah. I think part of the BS meter is. Money is never a storyline in wrestling. Salaries and how much money people make. Never storyline. You never talk never, about it. You ne- they never talk about it mm-hmm. in storyline, which is so weird because it's such an easy story to tell. I want yeah. more money. I'm worth more money. Fuck you. This is how much you actually make. How much, how much are you paying taxes, Greg? Huh? Greg? Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and it's really funny because AEW was was um, pretty much saying they're going to bring it's going to be a, a realer approach to pro wrestling. You know, with the ranking system and all that. So why not have contract disputes as part of your storyline, as one of your integral storylines from time to time, with your top performers, which which is a believable way of blurring the lines. Yeah, I I, I think it's great. I think it's definitely started as a work. I think for the most part, it still is a work, but. The real life, the shoot aspect is bleeding in more and more. And the reason they probably don't do stories like that is because it can get really ugly really fast if they're not and careful. I.e. Sean and Brett. I.e. Yeah. like <laughs> name your pick, name your pig. Like people don't like working. Steve Austin, <laughs> JBL Brock and Lesnar. the Blue Meanie. All right. Like <laughs> Yeah, Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Sasha and Naomi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it gets real ugly really, really quickly. And if I'm Tony Khan. And if there's one thing he can, I know he's like, doesn't want to do things WWE does, but you do not, if he begs and pleads, you do not let MJF out of that contract. Because that's the last, that is the worst thing you could do. I mean, if, if, and, I, if I'm Tony, I'm Tony like, listen, I'm not, I am not renegotiating his contract right now. I would stick to my guns. Dude, you are the boss. This is a top talent. Yes. But mm. you, st- I, I honestly, like, you still need to show your authority that you are in charge of this company. The inmates yeah. do not run the asylum, but you don't. You don't also discredit MJF's points. Like you tell him, you're you just got to do. You're right, but 
Yeah. Like, that's what Tony has to do here. Because mm-hmm. MJF can't go anywhere. And you don't fire him. You use him. Because he's a, a huge asset. Yeah. And you reason with him. Like, okay, MJF, like, if you're going to be this hard about it, then, like, I have to take you off TV. And that's just not, that's not going to be good for your stock or my stock. So let's, like, you know, let's be transparent here. <laughs> yeah. The last thing you want is a disgruntled employee that's not under your payroll anymore. Yes. Oh, yes. For that's sure. why that's why Mustafa stayed. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's literally why Mustafa stayed. It's better that you have control of that disgruntled employee than the disgruntled employee out on its own, yeah. doing and saying whatever the fuck they want. So if Tony is smart here, you keep MJF if he's kicking and screaming, and at some point you're going to have to compromise, you have two years to compromise. If you keep him under contract, I want to see what WWE counters. I would, I'd be interested to know if WWE would offer to buy out his contract. Who MJF? Yeah, I'd just be like, no. Like, can yeah. can AEW just be like, no? I don't know the specifics on contract negotiations of that magnitude, but I'm wondering, is that a viable option on the table if WWE wanted him that badly? Be like, we are offered to buy out your contract. Like, could could like could could the Yankees just be like, hey, hey, DeGrom, I know you're not making like crazy money. How about we just buy out your contract and bring you in like now? Could they just could they do that? I it's whew. I don't know. Thinking, like if, if you're making like thirty million on a five year deal, that's a, that's a hundred fifty million dollar total. Mm-hmm. And say you're in the second year of the contract, the Yankees have to pay like a hundred and twenty million plus, right? They got about the rep- if it's if it's balanced evenly, because you can front load and back load contracts as well. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm. Do it in the NBA all the time. I didn't know that. So if they're making like like let's say sixty million over four years, they could do like. 10 million one year, like 5 million the next year and like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the contracts don't have to be even. It's across all sports. It happens in the NFL a lot too. Well, you'll make a majority of your money at the beginning of your contract. And then when, you know, you get older and potentially like, you know, your skills decline, you're making a little bit less. Yeah. I would probably do it the other way around. Like, listen, like I want, the, I want my money. If you're, if you're young, if you're young, the smart thing is you backload that contract. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Cause dude, you, at that point, Shit, man, I'm just getting paid to be hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at that point in your yeah. career, you're making you want to make the most money in your career when you can actually spend it. Yeah. So when you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I said, if, if I'm wondering how because WWE's made plays for tons of they made plays for the Bucks and the Elite. They were gonna they were gonna give they're gonna bring the YouTube, the, the elite's YouTube show over to WWE network. Mm-hmm. Like that was on the table years ago. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that WWE offering to buy out MGF's contract. If they are that high on him is probably being talked about, um, within, within the, the inner workings. I mean, they're going to make a, a big, they're going to make a monster play for him, a big, huge play for him. They're going to uh, make a, and I would put him directly on. I mean, I know you'd want him on Raw, but I'd put him on SmackDown. Dude, put him wherever. You can literally put him wherever the fuck you want. Just as long as it's not NXT. Like yeah. he can go Raw, SmackDown. He can do both. It honestly, it don't matter where he goes. He's gonna be a massive star. Um, yeah. 
I wonder what he wants. I do too. Like we can speculate all day where he had have a better career. But is he it, it this is this is kind of a test of Maxwell Friedman, like the, the guy. Because he strikes me as that kid who dreamed about main eventing WrestleMania. Right? They had, I, I, I get that same vibe. And I think I think at the I think he's one of those fans where at the end of the day he knows WWE is the place where you gotta go to make yourself a name for yourself in this business, regardless. Like no matter yeah. what, no matter what, that's always gonna be the case. Yeah, and that's uh, it's it's very similar to what Hulk Hogan said years ago about Kenny Omega when AW was you know about to be a huge thing. Uh, Hulk was like, you know, you can be the best in the world at all these different feds and different leagues, but if you can make your name in WWE, you're sold. Yeah, like you're you're a made man. You're a made man. Yeah. You're you're an absolutely main man, and I think and and we said this after in our post WrestleMania show, MGF saw what what they did for Cody. Yeah, although I would I would mm. still consider Kenny a made man because I have no doubt in my mind that he would make it in WWE. I do too, and there, there is some there is some uniqueness to the greatest person ever to wrestle in WWE. Stick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there, 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 there is some kudos to that, and at some point down the road, WWE will acknowledge that because they've done that with other past wrestlers before. Yeah, they've never wrestled and made the Hall of Fame. Yep. So there is, there is some, there is some credence to being the best ever to never perform in WWE and still being able to make that much of a worldwide connection with wrestling fans. I think the Bucks have made men as well. Yeah, but other than that, like Jay Lethal, please. No. <laughs> even even <laughs> Hangman. Please. Yeah, it's AJ. Really... AJ was another, but then he went over and just made himself anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, okay, I'll just yeah. do this again. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be interesting what's gonna happen in the weeks leading. I would say in the in the in the latter half of this year, in the next six months, with the MGF situation, is he still around? Do they suspend him indefinitely? Do they pull that fucking dumbass card? Uh do they release him from his contract? Like. Where, where, because MGF's not on dynamite as we know right now. So the question is, where does MGF show up next? What is his demeanor like? I mean, I'm comparing this like you know when we follow Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, and free agency. You know, this is a this is a huge topic right now. Yeah. Because wherever he lands after this whole thing is going to be is going to shape the landscape of pro wrestling and sports entertainment in America at least. If they take him off TV, that is the biggest mistake they can make. I agree. Like you got to work something out here. Like you have to, and that that's mm-hmm. on that's on MJF too, because like, listen, bro, yeah. you are the hottest thing right now. You need to be on TV. You got to keep your stock up. The pressure is on you too. Boo-boo. He's got to keep his brand. He has to realize he's the he's the guy in power. So like, you need to compromise as well. TK, you got to figure it out. MJF, you probably got to lower your expectations a little bit for right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I think the compromise they have to make here. For the sake of business. For the sake of the brand. Like, Fuck that, for the sake of business. Mm-hmm. Well, the brand is the business. That's what I meant. Like, the brand brand being AEW, yeah. not the brand being MJF. But MJF is uh, thing, MJF too, for the sake of his business. Yeah. 
yeah, he's got to show he can he can work from this. Yeah. And, you know, take it from CM Punk. CM Punk said all that shit about the McMahon and stuff. They still worked it out in the final hour, and he got what he wanted. <laughs> and look, I, the, last, yeah. the one thing I don't think WWE has to worry about is the, oh, my God, is he difficult to work with? Because they'll be like, no, 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 no. This is how you're actually doing it, though. Yeah. Like, they, they, they know how to, they like, no, 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 no. We're in charge. Don't forget that. Yeah. Oh, oh you, thought, you thought we were negotiating. Oh, we're oh, not. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not a negotiation. This is a dictation. This is yeah. what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so MJF situation is an ongoing situation we'll be continually monitoring. Um, so let's move on to this. Uh, another big switch of events last night on Raw, or a couple nights ago on Raw, Judgment Day said they had a new member. The new member happened to be without any pop and circumstance or anything that happened on Hell in the Cell was Finn Balor. He just walked out and like, hey, I'm here. You know, and Finn Balor's big thing is like, we're tired of people telling us what to do, and now we, we're going to switch things up and we just got to eliminate one person. That's you, Edge, which took me by surprise as much as everybody else. So Edge... The leader of Judgment Day, the creator of Judgment Day, that's just after a couple of weeks, is out of Judgment Day. And Finn Balor is the new leader of Judgment Day, which gives me a lot of Bullet Club vibes, to be honest with you. Um, Dude, and I don't, I don't <laughs> this is the best thing that could have ever happened to Finn Balor. This. He's in charge again. This fits so much better. This is best case scenario for everybody. This is best case scenario for Damien. This is best case scenario for Rhea. This is best mm -hmm. case scenario for Finn. And Edge, he's forever over. It doesn't even matter. He could face Cena next and it would be awesome. I want him and Cena again. I want to see them go, I want to see them go at it. Right? I, just... I doubt it because I think Edge wants to use his few matches left on younger guys, which is great. Yeah. Um, but Edge was overshadowing Damien and Rhea, and it was a little obvious. Finn's not going to overshadow them. Finn's going to work with them. It's a little, it's a little more, the power dynamic's a little more balanced here. Okay. And I think in terms of over, it's a little more balanced. And in terms of talent, it's a little more balanced. Edge, this was the Edge show. When yeah. Edge shouldn't be the focus. The focus should be the two people behind Edge. What sucks because I really want him to keep that new Edge theme. Because that Edge theme is really good. It is really good. But I, what? <laughs> the, but now that's that's a good question. Did you you did you did just sacrifice Edge. What is what does he do for me? That could be our future shock. I don't. I don't know. I didn't even have a future shock. Well, it, so much it, it, it can be that. So shelve it. We can, I think we can we can do it right now. Uh, he becomes a sympathetic babyface if they're going to be a heel faction, which they are a heel faction. Um, but then again, who does Edge? When then again, when do we see Edge again? I was reading a really, really, really rough rumor that they switched out because they wanted Judgment Day to become more supernatural, and Edge was like, "Uh, no, <laughs> like I'm not doing these. Like we're not doing supernatural shit. I just made fun of the Undertaker a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like we're not doing supernatural shit, <laughs> and that's why the switch was made. I like the switch being made because it was shocking. So I didn't see it coming. I was like, I oh. didn't see it coming. I was like, Edge is out? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a you know? honestly, great twist. <laughs> yeah. Great twist. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where they told you what was going to happen and you still didn't see it coming. They're like, we're tired of being told what to do. And that's what stuck in my head after Damian Priest clotheslined Edge. Uh, what does Edge do from here? 
I mean, anything he wants, he can come back and be like, you know what, fuck them. I'm going to go for money in the bank. Like, edge in the money in the bank ladder match would be amazing. That's where I'd like to see him next. Oh, He's dude, not he, winning money he, in the yeah, bank. Yeah, dude, I think, dude, uh, since Cody's out, yeah, he has to win. <laughs> Could you imagine Edge cashing in on babyface Cody when he wins the, when he wins the title? Dude, okay, here's what I want to happen. I want him to be in Money in the Bank. Lita comes out with the thong and like helps him win. Like Lita can run us <laughs> off the ladders. Like we have we have 2006 Lita come out and just oh, like 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 she used to do WrestleMania with Spike Dudley. And then yeah. Edge wins and they're just making out so hard on the top of that ladder. And you just got a mean Beth Phoenix in the crowd. No, she's crying. <laughs> that's man. It should now. She mean Beth Phoenix would be better, but that's 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 what I want. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to see an, another ultimate opportunist as for money in the background. I think that'd be really cool. Father's Day. <laughs> I see clearly. You know what they gotta do? He's 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 supposed to like. Uh, here's okay. Here's what they do. So for the next few weeks, Edge is just like... It's a shame because like, I was enjoying this broodier, no pun intended, this broodier, this darker Edge. Like, it was growing on me. I was like, he's doing a really good job. Dude, we're going to have like happy Corbin, oh, sad Corbin all over again. But it's, gonna, it's just going to be Edge <laughs> going around. He's still going to be evil. He's going to try and recruit new people. And it's just like, he recruits like Santino. And then he fires Santino. <laughs> like, that's, the only, that's the only person he can get is Santino. And then, like, he's just... If all, they signed Santino for a dumbass run like that, I'd be so happy. He's just sad. He can't <laughs> form a new group. He enters Money in the Bank. He's all sad. And then, mid-match, he just goes crazy. Wins the Money in the Bank. We just hear... On this day, I see clearly. It's a double turn in the match. <laughs> and then we just get... Rated R superstar. I Tony see Schemmel clearly. Out, Tony Schemmel comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, like Mike Rome stars. You see Tony Schemmel go, no, like he's Paul Heyman. That's what needs to happen. Oh, Forbidden Door. We're going to have to have a Forbidden Door watch party, Will, because according to Mr. French, breaking news again, Adam Page has challenged Kazuska Okada. Oh, to a one-on-one match at Forbidden Door. That's fun. That's so it's, that's that's it's, that's, it's going to be the battle of the clotheslines: Rainmaker versus the Buckshot Lariat. Nice. Who has the better clothesline? Oh, I love it. That's a that is that's a good secondary match for Adam Page, even though you should have been the eliminated interim championship tournament. <laughs> But I like it. Yeah, but but back to Judgment Day and, and stuff. Do, all right, here's the thing. Edge is out. Do they still add a fourth member, or are you, you keeping this trio as is? For what? Judgment Day? Judgment Day, there yeah. Is, there is four of them. No, there's three of them. No, it's just three. There's you, three of them. I'm sorry. So do, do, you, do you continue? Do you add another? Uh, no. You, I, I honestly don't think so. I don't think you need it. Like, what, what, what would Champa add, really? Like, unless it's unless it's my idea with Corey Graves, and he just stays on commentary. Mm-hmm. That's that's the like you gotta get, if you're gonna add someone else it needs to be creative like it can't yeah. it can't just be another wrestler. Gotcha. Corey would be interesting. Um, Goth Michael Cole. <laughs> Goth Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know Michael Cole's been doing this for 25 years. Shout out to him. Congratulations, Michael Cole. Dude, I I love Michael. I honestly, dude, Michael Cole is greater than Jr. I'll say it. 
He's prof- he's a professional's professional. Yeah, I dude, I I've loved Michael Cole since I started. I, when I would start watching wrestling, I gravitated when towards was, Michael. When Cole. he was a backstage reporter, Michael Cole. No, I started wrestling when he was on SmackDown. He was, uh, he was the missed, voice. He was the voice of SmackDown. You miss backstage reporter? Michael oh no, Cole. I've seen all of 1998. He's there with his <laughs> terrible facial hair. And the what is it? The blonde tips? No, that's later. I didn't. I I miss. I have not seen blonde tips yet. The Rock used to annihilate him. Dude, Michael Michael Cole. <laughs> I I cannot wait for Michael Cole's Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> That's gonna be so good. Who inducts Michael Cole? Jerry Lawler, because probably he, Mike, Jerry Lawler. Because Michael Cole literally saved his life. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you ever listen to Michael Cole's recount of that, it is brilliant how he maintained the show and also called for medical help at the same time. Yeah. Although I do think Pat McAfee would also do a great job inducting Michael Cole. Pat would be really great. Uh, but let's move on to the show. So let's keep Judgment Day as is. Speaking of Judgment Day, we had a fatal four-way to figure out who would be who would go up against Bianca in that main event. And then lo and behold, we all got what we wanted. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Money in the Bank. I think this is a match made in fucking heaven. I also think this match is going to a dusty finish at Money in the Bank. Yeah, but it's, like it's, it's got to go to SummerSlam, right? You have money in the bank uh, July 2nd, SummerSlams July 31st. Yeah. I'm getting, we're getting, we're getting the real match. My opinion is we're getting the real Bianca versus Rhea at, um, at SummerSlam. That's at least how I would book it. You know, I something agree. Funky happens, something fucking happens at Money in the Bank. They run it back for SummerSlam. And that's how you make this a huge match. Absolutely, absolutely mega match. Like, can't miss for SummerSlam. That, that, that's true. Tennessee like, in the stadium? Like absolutely. There's, there's, who else could she face? That could, that could equal her? Charlotte's not around. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be Rhea. Who does Ronda face? Charlotte again. Who fucking, who fucking cares? I haven't seen, Ronda's not even on TV. SmackDown's hard to watch. Without your top two champions, yes. <laughs> yes. And Riddle's running the show, essentially. Dude, poor Riddle. Talk about out of the conversation. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, apparently, Wardlow wants one of the TNT titles. Okay, Wardlow, cool, whatever. A- apparently, only Randy was over. It was just Randy the whole time. <laughs> that momentum yeah. didn't carry over for Riddle at all. At all. <laughs> I mean, it got. I mean, it was just they. They didn't have the match. If they had the match in the storyline, it probably would have. But it was just yeah. so abrupt, dude. It's so sad. Yeah, I mean, he's trying. He held his own with the Miss segment, which was kind of funny. Um, but Bianca and Rhea. I'm I I I like I like this. I'm about I'm, it. I'm, I'm about it, especially if you know if Rhea gets to win as a Judgment Day person, she's the first one with a title at Judgment Day. Like this also ties into like how powerful Judgment Day can be. I mean, if they all end up going for some big titles, then you have a really good faction here. But they end up just like losing or something, so then you've got an issue. But 
It is what it is. Uh, real quick, as we move forward, I do want to recap a little bit of NXT in your house. We're just going to roll through some stuff. Uh, not really that many big changes. Mandy Rose probably wrestled her best match ever. Uh, maintained her title, Toxic Attraction, maintained their tag titles, unfortunately. We have new <laughs> tag team championships in the Creed Rubbers. Um, and Braun Breaker won, surprisingly enough. Uh, big things happening on NXT this past week. Obviously, Roxanne Perez, also formerly known as Roxy, she was the first ever Woman of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor uh, Women's Champion. She now has won the first ever NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. She goes by the name of Roxanne Perez. You're probably going to be hearing a lot from her. And so, Will, are you ready to laugh, sir? Is this the girl who wears, like, pajamas? No, no, that's Wendy Chu, who was Tian Shaw. All right, what am I laughing at? You're not laughing at Roxy because she's a cool chick. Um, you're laughing at the newest member to work Tuesdays officially. Are you ready? Oh, Jesus. Are you ready? Jinder Mahal. No. Apollo Cruz. Dude, is he smiley Apollo again? <laughs> yes, he doesn't even have the accent anymore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 Wow! Is it the old music too? No, 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 no! It's, oh, it's, it's like Apollo! It's still, it's still yelling Apollo, yeah. Oh my, dude! What a fucking! I forgot. Wow. Yeah, it was a surprise to me too when I was watching. I was like, Apollo's back at NXT, so he. he I would prefer Jinder. Jinder, I'm like, ah, right, that's cool. <laughs> he comes out during Braun Breaker's little speed saying like, hey, I'll see you down the road. I'm just happy to be back in NXT. You know, when I left for the main roster, I left a lot of things uh, undone here in NXT. Because if you remember Apollo's run in NXT, it was very short. Too, way too they, short. They skyrocketed him, skyrocketed him up to, to the main roster, which... When you look at him, when you look at him and all that he could do, beside like take the promos out of it, from an athletic perspective, he's built for the main roster. Like he's a great look and a great guy for the main roster. He just can't connect to a crowd, which is a shame because when he was like the Nigerian prince, he was connecting really well Dude, to I'll, the crowd. I'll, I'll never forget in like 2014 or 20, no later than that, 2015 when I signed him. Mm -hmm. uh, Christian told me, "Dude." Uha Nation, he's gonna be the first black WWE champion. Like I, I promise you. Yeah, we missed the boat on that one. And it's like, yeah, Christian, great call. No, he isn't. <laughs> you see how tall he is. <laughs> he's like Bobby Lashley's kid. That's a good that's just a great analogy. <laughs> that is a great analogy. Like so not even younger brother, kid. Child. Yeah. <laughs> I I like this. Besides, I would have loved him to come back as a Nigerian prince. Like I said, I think that was a great heel move for him. It was, it was um, so I, stupid. It was but so I, I liked stupid. it. It was good. I like it gave him something besides just happy to be there, Apollo. I like the fact that he's here because he never really had an NXT run. Yeah. And it kind of and it kind of shows in the history of NXT that Outside of a couple of superstars, if you don't have a run in NXT for in some way, shape, or form, you don't really do that great on the main roster uh, your first couple of years. Some people get lucky, um, like a Lacey Evans, who was just really good her first couple of years on the main Where roster. Where has she been? I don't know, because she was advertised last week to do her first match back, and then they didn't do that. Dude, are they repackaging her again? 
I really hope not. <laughs> Just let the woman wrestle. Um, but like you know, people, like I said, people who have runs usually do well. The exception being like you know fucking Bobby Roode. Um, womp womp. Yeah, right. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see what he does there. Um, but it's 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 interesting. So Apollo Cruz, Apollo, let's start NXT. That is that is that's really sad. <laughs> Dude, his picture looks great. Look at that lens flare. No, the lens flare is great. Like he he looks like a million bucks. He looks like he just got off a plane. To be honest with you, they're like, hey, come to PC. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll see what happens here with him. It gives a little bit. It gives a little bit more intrigue to the men's division, especially because Carmella Hayes got the North American title back. And if there's a match that I want to see while he's there, I would love to see Apollo versus Carmelo Hayes. I will say, though, dude, his axe, he was really good at that Nigerian accent. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, no, it, was, it was great. Was was, it's like, is that really how you talk? It's like, is this the real, is this the real you? Like, for real, I actually believe you. No, I think he is born in America, but I think he he's, he has he probably has very, I guess, um, yeah, I think, Nigerian Nigerian I relatives. Think, I think he was born in Cali. No, nah, Georgia, Stone Mountain is where he's built from. Apollo Cruz. His name is. Uh, was born in Sacramento, California. Oh, it was Cali, really? Damn. Yeah, he's thirty-four. He's still a baby. Yeah, he's Se- got time. Se- like, dude, Sesug Uha. And it's the Uhane, so I would call him Apollo too. No, Apollo too. Apollo Cruz is a great name. Yeah. It is a Apollo Creed and Terry Cruz. Fuck yeah. What? <laughs> that's like literally that's like the a quintessential wrestler name. And here's the thing with Apollo too. Now that he's in the PC, because remember he was in NXT for like a cup of coffee and then they brought him back up. Now he's gonna have time to be in Orlando and to be in the PC and use their facilities. And use and you know get some promo work done, get some feedback from people. You know what I mean? Where he can actually like use those things that he probably never got a chance to because they're like, "You're so good, you're going to raw right after yeah. WrestleMania." I mean, his promos, uh, his his Nigerian promos were actually pretty solid. I love his Nigerian promos. The crowd just didn't care. Yeah, what happens to Commander Aziz? Does he go back to Baba Tunde? Baba Bowie. Dude, I hope so. Him and Omos just need to form a tag team and it's be called Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> With a G. G-Z. It's Jesus. <laughs> That's what their team name needs to be. Just, just the fuck? <laughs> They'd be, they'd be amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Oh, man. So, yeah, I hope Apollo Crews does well. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes from here. But I think that's all we have this week. It's been a wild week in wrestling. Like, this is one of the wilder weeks that we've discussed <laughs> with with people wrestling with, like, one arm to injuries to one hell of a promo. Again. By MJF. It's been a week. Yeah, dude. I think I need an aspirin or something. <laughs> and AEW's opening up a fifth. <laughs> like, if you're going to do so, sell some of these titles. Get some money back from these titles or something. Like, dude, I'm surprised they didn't call it the TNTBS title. The, the TNTBS title. TNTBS. <laughs> totally not the TBS title. <laughs> 
Or they call it like the TNA title. Oh, <laughs> total nonstop ass. <laughs> bubble butt, bubble 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 butt, <laughs> bubble butt. But and is that like when you had the title, your new theme song is just bubble butt, bubble bubble right. bubble butt. <laughs> the occasional Sir Mixlon and pay per view. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be amazing! So yeah, let's get the fuck out of here to go to this post show because I have Obi Wan and I have a Marvel show to watch. So well, without further ado, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode number 295 of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Five more episodes until 300. Oh, we need to start planning. Uh, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs, including TikTok now. Uh, find the Kings of the Rings podcast on at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Discord, on Twitch, and now officially on TikTok as well. Like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews for you listen or watch uh, your podcast and you can find us by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio The Cure for the common wrestling podcast home to us Kings of Rings podcast as well as the Fretzelmania podcast the Young Lions Perspective podcast and the brand new Brace for Impact podcast hosted by our very own friend returning to the brand Nate the effing great the game changer themselves and follow Wrestle Addict Radio social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on facebook on instagram and also yes on tiktok as well the links to all of that stuff is in the description below including links to our merchandise where we are selling protect trans live shirts for all of pride month and maybe a little bit more after shout out to keep not be with us this week at all willie t yeah man i'm over here vibing it's my second podcast today because the other podcast <laughs> i did was live in not live i'm not gonna lie i wasn't live it will be live but it will be live in studio in Montclair, New Jersey, uh, where I did a Talk Metastic podcast where I had a giant list of questions and we asked the most important questions. Ricky, are you ready for these questions? One of these, I'm ready. One of these questions was, what purpose do geese serve? And where did uh, where did Goosebumps get their name? And the most important one, did OJ do it? All those questions, uh, okay. all those questions I, and more were answered on the Talk Metastic podcast. All right, I've got answers to at least two of the three of them. Um, and if you want to hear those answers, because I have some questions for you, because I did boy band trivia. I hosted boy band trivia oh, uh, last week me. at a Forget bar. it. I'm not going to so do well. <laughs> questions for you. So you're going to be part of our boy band trivia and other random questions on our post. So please join us right now and stay on this stream. Um, and for those of you guys that are listening to the show, we're going to be going for now. So until next week, goodbye, good night, and AEW, please do not come out with another title by the end of next week. And we will see you soon. If there's going to be another title, it's going to be called the Fuck Slack title because fuck you, Slack. Fuck you, Slack. <laughs> see you on the post show, folks. <laughs>